Hey y'all, I'm Bianca and I'm Shawnee and you're listening to Mindful BS, a weekly discussion about how we mindfully navigate through life's BS, the major, the minor, and everything in between. So you ready? Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back another week, another episode of Mindful BS. Hey Bianca girl. Hey Shawnee, how are you? I feel great. How are you girl? I feel great. I'm really good. You smiling hard today. Like, anything special so. you want to, huh? Yeah. I'm I'm just in a good mood because my best friend, Terea, uh, won Black Engineer of the Year. And this isn't just an award that she won at her job. This is like a national award yes. out of all the 50 states, out of all the people that were nominated. My best friend is Black engineer of the year and i am so proud hey turn up yes congratulations to ray for sure yeah you would look if y'all could see the way bianca smiling y'all would have thought she won the award she in this this thing (laughs) she's in from ear to ear oh my gosh i didn't even know you had that many teeth in your mouth hold on wait a second it looks like a couple extras (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not doing this with you but you know how i feel about my friends and when y'all went well, my friends when I feel like I want to and I just feel like we won big time so girl yes absolutely right. yes well, well you guys PTB okay period yes yes well before we jump in we might as well just go ahead and announce that we are also being joined by Bianca's other best friend dun 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 Hey y'all, I'm back. I was about to be like, she's back. back. (laughs) Yeah, so this week, uh, Jazz is on our show. So Jazz, how was your week? Thank you for asking me, how was my week? I actually had to prep Bianca to even ask this question. Because wow. I feel like I wouldn't have, I would have jumped into pop culture and I just wasn't feeling that. So my week was pretty, my week was okay. I'm just like in this weird place with work right now mm-hmm. where I just feel like, you know, after all the like Black Lives Matter stuff happened, I feel like at work I've been given more responsibilities, but we're slacking on the money side. Mm. So <laughs> that's a no baby. Yeah. So that's just really been like weighing on me. Um, because I feel like I've definitely been given the exposure, but I really don't care about exposure. I don't really deal with people like that. Like I don't do the whole, you know, I don't want exposure, I just want the money. So yeah I've been struggling with that a little bit but other than that my week has been pretty good thank you for asking no problem how's your week shiny my week has been good I too have been having a lot of work um not really dilemmas nothing bad is happening in my work life I just been in like a weird space of trying to figure out exactly what it is that I want to do when it comes to work and career and like what path I want to take. So I feel you, Jess. But yeah. outside of that, uh, life has been good. Work has been great. I mean, life just in general has been great. No real complaints, honestly. Yeah. How about I, thirdly, am in the same place <laughs> with you guys as far as work is concerned. Every day I'm just like, God, first, I would like to say thank you so much for providing me with a stable income and a job during the pandemic but baby I don't know why I'm doing this every day (laughs) like can you provide me with something else a new opportunity please you be thanking God but then be like but God I don't like this (laughs) God please let me keep my job though I know I'm complaining and stuff but don't let me get fired or nothing crazy like that just know that like baby I'm praying for opportunity in new doors yes well you know same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, we hope you guys had great weeks as well. And yeah, I mean, we can keep it pushing for real. Period. So what's popping in the poppy culture? What you mean? You know what's popping in the pop culture, girl. You sent it to me. 
I know, but I'm actually testing the jazz and she want to be so inclusive. What's popping in the poppy culture, jazz? I really don't know, but I'll jump into what's going on. I don't be knowing what's going on for real. I like, I don't know. I try to do weekly like shade room updates. And sometimes I feel shade room posts so much that I feel like I still miss things like vital information. So I'll jump in. But I don't know what's going on in the park. Okay, I got nothing. All right, anyway, so <laughs> this is, now this week they announced a new versus battle. I am you here saying it. Yes. Okay, for those of you who do not know, they this week uh versus announced that the new matchup is gonna be dun da Ashanti and Keisha Cole. So I want to know how y'all feel about that. Who y'all got? What's popping? So I don't think either one of them are vocally talented, but I'm here for the hits. I feel like these are two individuals that whoever, first of all, they should show always show love to their record deal, record labels, because they gave them hits that really worked for their voice, you know? Um, and I feel like even though they couldn't sing, they were hit, but I don't really have anybody. I think I'm really excited for some songs from both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I also don't have anybody. Um, what I will say is I appreciate both of them because when I sing their songs, I always feel like I can match the the tone, you know, the tempo, the voice. I can sing a Keisha Cole like, oh yeah, I got this. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that level of confidence that they always gave me when I was singing their songs. I also am not one or the other. I will just show up because I love to see Black women, you know, doing their thing and getting a bag and um, I will be there in support. Same. I really would. This tonight, and I'm definitely going to have the wine going. This would be a great girls night karaoke night type thing. Obviously, this is Corona, so you always gotta make it a thing. Why you just can't sit at home and watch be fun my girls' night karaoke? Yeah, that's that sounds terrible. All right, well, you wouldn't be invited anyway. <laughs> I would be invited, but would I come? I'm here for I'm here for the hits that both of them have provided. So, but I too am, you know. I feel like typically when we come on the show and ask about verses, I'm literally always, I'm just here for the music. All right, moving on. Did y'all see the uh, trailer for uh, Wendy Williams' biopic that's about to be com- released in January? I did not. I didn't y'all see the trailer? Mm-mm. You don't like time? Yep, you already know. Oh my, is she Who playing is herself? Oh, somebody's playing her. Who? An actress. I don't know the act- I don't know the young lady's name. Does she look like Wendy? Yeah, she does. But she don't really sound like her to me. But I be- but I mean she she kind of looks like her. Um you know, the trailer look in the trailer looked interesting. I'm definitely gonna be tuned in. <laughs> okay, hold on. When is this okay? Sorry, I'm like searching it now. I don't know. I just I guess I kind of feel what did the trailer show what did the trailer give since me and jazz missed it it did give like you know obviously her little working from the radio it kind of gave her like power move mogul vibes it did slide in like are you still i feel like i've heard in a preview like are you still doing coke so it was a mention of the drug problem and then there was a line like he had a baby, so there was a mention of you know the hunt the the husband situation. I mean, it should be interesting. Okay, well, I mean, I'm I definitely will probably take a peek. See, I just want to know. I just feel like usually when they do these um, biopic movies, like the Maybe person is out. gone or the person is no longer in that profession so it's just kind of interesting to me that she's still I don't know it's like it kind of feels like it'll be an unfinished movie yeah you get what I'm saying how are you doing a movie right now she's literally like still on tv (laughs) 
Yeah. Unless who knows what's going to happen, but who knows? Maybe there will be a, a dramatic ending to her career because I just tried to look it up. They didn't have a specific release date. So it just says 2021 from what I saw. I could be wrong though, but from what I've seen on TV, baby girl been uh, on some other stuff though. So uh, who knows how much long that show is going to be going. She was rambling. Did y'all see that? Where she looked like she might have been high? Yeah, I did see that. That was back a couple months ago. Yeah. I didn't. But speaking of Wendy, this might be on your line of thinking. I don't know. Did y'all see when Kenya was on there? And she was talking about how she went on a date with Kanye West. Yeah, like how she was at his house. Yeah. And she they was like chilling in the house in his room or something. Then he left the room, went to another room. So she left the room shortly after to go see what he was doing. And she just said he was in the room watching something very inappropriate. And she left. What? Yeah, that was her story. Did you believe that? I did, but I'm like, what? It sounded real random and weird. If it was porn, I'm like, it was so inappropriate. Like, he had grown. I mean, I. I feel like that's weird to like leave your date in your room to go in another room and watch porn. But I also just feel like, why? If it was porn, just say that he was watching porn. The fact that it was so like he was watching something very inappropriate that was that was weird. Well, I did not see this interview, but this is probably what really happened. Okay, (laughs) they went on a date. She already knew what was up. She was supposed to put out. It came to the moment, you know, he was playing Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay in the background. <laughs> he was thinking Kenya about the, you know, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. We all grown here. Wide open. Yeah. And she didn't. So respectfully, he got up, went to another room and, you know, took care of his business. Gracefully and did what he had to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what that sounded like to me. I don't know why she's sharing it. I don't really think nobody cared, but... <laughs> Yeah. Nobody gets. It also seems like it was like 2011 or something. I'm like, yeah, she could have kept that. We didn't need that. Anyway, did y'all ever read the book, The Coldest Winter Ever? Yes, that was one of the very few books I've read. Classic. Obviously, The Coldest Winter Ever. I feel like every little black girl besides Shawnee read that book. I think let's not say little black girl. Not little black girl, but every coming of age young woman read the coldest winter ever at some point. I'm telling you. Anyway, I bring that up to say that 20 years later, because yes, that book came out 20 years ago, there's going to be the second, the 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 sequel comes out in March, and I am so hyped. I already pre-ordered it because you know. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Anyway, do you like what? Like, I know there's been books in between because, like, they had like books focused on like the life of her sister after and the life of Midnight, like from Midnight's point of view. But this is like the continuation of Winter's story, and I'm dying to see how it played out. I'm so excited. Okay, so Winter is the main character. Yeah. So how did it leave off? Like how did it end? The last book. Really? Yeah. Remember? I'm trying to think if this was really a book I read or if I just (laughs) took one of the AR tests and cheated on it and like read snippets. I don't think I've read I don't think I read the book start to finish. I'ma just be honest. Okay, well anyway. I know winter was wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta read it. She was going through a lot. A lot of stuff was happening. But anyway, she ended up going to jail at the end. So now this is like her, like, le- like ending her pregnancy. And it's like, we're going to find out what happened. I'm just excited to see. Okay. To read. Yeah. <laughs> That's but when I read, I visualize. I can't. When I read, I visualize. So for me, it's I'm excited to see. See, it's hard for me to visualize. That's why I think I have the disconnect with. Mm-hmm. I just can't visualize it. Okay, I see well, you. Well, maybe I'll check out the first book um, since I missed that one. And I mean, everybody, I kept seeing it posted everywhere. Like, oh, the coldest winter part two. Oh. And I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't even so know Shani winter was cold it. before. I told Shani she never read it because she grew up in the middle of nowhere. 
Anywho, anything else? Oh, y'all see Drake got a new candle line coming out, and one of and it's gonna one of them smell like him. I did see that. That was a little weird. It's eighty dollars. Would you invest? Yes or no? No. Me neither. No. No offense, but like, who even like? Can anyone even confirm that that's how he really smells? Like, <laughs> he really could just be giving us anything. Oh yeah, it smells like me, sir. It probably doesn't. Like, that's how I felt about Erica Badu's incense. I'm like, but well, how do we know? Like, unless you get down there and go, how do you know that's how it smells? Yeah. I don't know. That's always odd to me, but <laughs> shout out to, I know people are going to buy it though. We'll see. This is a, this is a celebrity launch. I'm curious to see if it sells out like so many of the others that we've talked about before, or what if it's a flop y'all? What if nobody wants an $80 candle that smells like Drake? Do y'all think it's going to sell out or not? No, people, people love Drake, dude. Women love Drake. Like they are definitely not to buy that shit. They love him enough to spend eighty dollars on a candle. Yes, yes. I mean, the girls be spending stuff on a lot of things. Like sometimes looking down my timeline, I'd be like, the girls are rich because they are like they spend things on things that I would think is expensive. It would just be like, oh, just got four of these. Yeah. <laughs> like dang. The girls. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I just couldn't do eighty dollars for a candle. Travis Scott, uh, just he released a candle too. I don't think it smells like him, no. But yeah. Well, anyway, that's pretty much all I got wrapped up this week in the pop culture. Unless you guys have anything to add, I don't have anything. Okay. Well, moving right along then to this week's meeting of the mind section. I think you guys will be proud to know that we are actually doing a relationship episode. You guys love when we talk about how single we are and bad dates, but we won't be doing that this time. Nope. This time, this will not be about laughing at my pain. (laughs) This will be about positive relationship vibes only. So this week, we decided to bring our successful relationship friend on the show so that she can give us all hope and motivation and sprinkle those successful relationship vibes across the world to all the homegirls and homeboys out there. Because our homegirl is about to get what? Married. And for those of you who desire marriage, because I know everybody doesn't, but this story I definitely feel like gives everybody hope because it's like the craziest thing. You just never know when, where, or how your story gonna unfold. Okay, wait, I'm I'm excited now. Wait, so what's the story? Hold on now. Yeah, what's the story, Jazz? So let's just start. Let's just start off with how you met your man. I really love this so much because you know how like you're like the keynote speaker. And someone like has to introduce the keynote speaker and then the keynote speaker come on and it's like the clap. That's how that felt. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's, where do we start? So November, 2015, me and my sister um, took my mom on a 60th birthday cruise. Um, So my mom turned 60 in November, no, in September of 2015, but we went on the cruise in November. Don't try to do the math and figure out my mama's age now. So, (laughs) not that hard. (laughs) So we went on a cruise. Um, we We went on the Royal Caribbean Independence of the Seas and our cruise stopped in Jamaica and Haiti. Haiti was first, Jamaica was second. That's important. Um, So we went on a cruise. So the first, it had to be like the first night on the cruise, we kept seeing this guy. And I mean, it was like giving you buff, giving me real, so funny we talked about this, giving me Drake vibes on this cruise. And I'm like, who is this fine man on this cruise but he never every time I see him he never had anyone around him 
And then to just be that bus and buy yourself on the cruise, I was thinking he was some type of like secret service on the cruise, like watching out to make sure ain't nothing going down. But if it do, I'm gonna pop off in this water. That that was that was the vibe he was giving me. So I kept seeing him, kept seeing him. Like we would we would look at each other, then look away. And then I think around day two was when we got to Haiti. So we got to Haiti, everybody loaded off the cruise. Haiti, you know, you could do your excursions. And then they had it where around like the beach area, it was like food and stuff like that. So at this point, he's sitting by himself in Haiti at the beach at a little picnic table eating food. Once again, he's by himself. So I'm like, Either he really secret service or he got like a girlfriend or wife that he just told you can't come out the room because I said so. These were all the things I was saying in my head. So me and my sister and my mom were getting our food. And I said, mom, why don't you go sit down next to him? Because he not going to tell, you know, like an old lady, like, can you move? But he also probably would be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like my wife's coming to sit over here. My girl coming to sit over here. So I'm like, you should go sit over there. <laughs> that was actually, that was great. That was smart thinking. Right? Smart thinking. I like the way you handled that. And, you know, my homegirl delivers. That's what she going to do. So she's like, okay. <laughs> so my mom went to go sit down. <clears throat> and then once we seen that my mom wasn't getting up, like she was looking cozy. We went to sit down too. So the entire time, like, if you know my personality, I'm very quiet. Like, I'm not going to say much. I'm just going to really sit there and look stupid and be socially awkward. So that's what I was doing, being socially awkward. My mom and my sister is getting all the info for me. Like, I'm sitting there, but they asking all the questions. You got a girlfriend, this, this, this. And then... um. Like I was, I was saying little things here and there, but not much. And so then he got up and he like went to go get something else to drink or something. And my mom was like, oh, Jeff, you got to be a little more aggressive. I was like, say less. <laughs> I'm just playing. I ain't say that. Um, and so, so after that we had, so that's the thing. My phone completely was not working on the cruise. Like, even when I bought that little plan, like, my phone just was not working. So, um, when we planned to meet up, it was kind of like, meet here by, like, this. It was like, meet by this water slide at this time. That's how I had to go. So, we had met up a couple of times, and then... We met up a couple other times. Um, it was a great group. Like, that was just the best week of my life. So, leaving the cruise, like, you know, I kind of, it was kind of like a, all right, bye. Like, talk soon. We exchange numbers, whatever, whatever. So, leaving the cruise, like, my mom was like, oh, you seem like you really liked him. Like, y'all had all little nights together. My sister like, oh yeah and I'm like yeah y'all it ain't really nothing like you know he lives in Kansas City I live in Arizona like let's not make it a thing okay I came home I was talking to Bianca I'm like yeah like he was cool but you know let's not make it a thing like whatever we were just text like we were texting like sporadically but we weren't it wasn't like a we texting all day type thing like it would just be like what's up how you doing you know like I said it was to me it was kind of evident like we're long distance I had not just come off a relationship where it went bad but it was it was at least like two years where that had happened so I was just like not really trying to do this long distance thing because yeah that just wasn't gonna work out for me so so that was November, early December rolled around. And it's so funny because I don't remember if it was Bianca or Terea, but one of them said, are you on your period? Because your attitude is terrible. It's been out. 
ultra bitch. And I know I get on here sometimes and I talk about how Jasmine attitude isn't always the greatest towards me, but she was being extra bitchy. Like it was another level that we had to ask, like, are you on your period? Yeah. It was and I guess that's when it clicked. Go ahead. That's when it clicked. Also, it must be noted, I was a nanny at this time. So I was about to go get my little nanny girl. And before I went, I was like, let me stop at the Dollar Tree and just give me some some pregnancy tests. So I got two at the time. I didn't believe those two. So I went back and got a few more just to make sure. But they all were very accurate. That little plus sign. So let's just clarify that those a couple meetups on the cruise got a little spicy, apparently. You didn't clarify those meetups were a little spicy. You know, Royal Caribbean provides unlimited alcohol (laughs) and just the spice for your life. I didn't have a phone, so I wasn't, you know, distracted by social media. It was just spicy, y'all. You know, I don't recommend. I don't recommend because... Sometimes, you know, the spice is not the best for everybody. So I don't really need to try this at home. Um, so yeah, those all those tests had that little plus sign. And I was like, this is crazy. And I just remember like crying so hard. And like my first, of course, my I'm not gonna lie, my first thought was just like, I can't keep this baby. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I can't do that. And I literally, that night, I don't know if I ever told Bianca this, but that night I actually had like this dream of a little girl. And I was, and that was what was like, no, I cannot give this baby up. So, um, yeah, I called him. And so he's a firefighter. And so I knew that. I didn't know that. (laughs) I ain't know much else. But I knew his profession and I just knew like with news like that and especially not knowing each other, I just wanted to be like, make sure, you know, he wasn't at work when I dropped this news and stuff like that. So I called him and I think we were both just like, what the actual hell is going on? And after I called him, I remember saying like, you know, I want you to make whatever decision you want to make. Like, if you want to act like this, honestly, never happened. I would not judge you. Um, I was like, I just really want to put the ball in your hands. Hands or court? Is it ball in your hands or ball in your court? Ball in your court. Okay. I just wanted him to have the ball. And I was Because like, <laughs> I was like, this is wild. And I will say, like, for me, like, I was scared, but if nothing else, I know that, like, my family support always got me. So that was the only thing that kind of kept me, like, above ground. And um, so I was like, you know, I think, you know, we just maybe need a week to just think things through. So I, so that happened. I went to the doctor um when I went to the doctor you know you had to fill out those questions like about the dad's I didn't know nothing so I was just like just give me all the tests including what the baby is so I knew she was a girl at like 10 weeks because I was like I need it all I need all the tests um eventually I want to say like three weeks later we started talking more and then um now we're into like let's say February where in my mind I'm moving back to Cleveland because I do not want a baby in Arizona by myself and so he was like why don't you come to Kansas City and visit in March so I went to Kansas City and visit in March and then that visit was just so good but I also was like I also was like you know it's kind of like is it just good because I'm pregnant and we really don't know each other and it's a week and we still kind of in like paradise land or whatever. Um, but when I came back home from that week, he was like, I really think you should move to Kansas City. And I was like, um, no, cause I don't really know you like that. 
And y'all, I've been thinking crazy things. Like, even when I got off the plane that first time in March, I was like, what if he, like, take me and kill me somewhere? Because he, like, I don't want you to have this baby. I mean, I know that's, that's not crazy. That was very much possible. Yeah, like, it was like, this my way of, you know, making sure this don't happen. So, um, so anyways, make a long story short, in May... I moved to Kansas City. May, it happened, it was like right after Mother's Day, I moved to Kansas City. And then in August, I gave birth to our daughter, Kennedy. August 13th, 2016. Wow. Everything about this is like so just like one in a million. You know what I mean? I feel like this is like one of those stories that you see on like a Lifetime movie or on like a TV show, but you never ever hear it happening in like real life. Yeah, this is crazy. Like as her friend watching her live through this, it was one of those things that you really be thinking in your head, like what the hell is even going on? (laughs) Like, Like... I mean, this your best friend, so obviously you trying to be supportive and shit, but it's also like, well, what the hell is actually going on? She pregnant by this stranger that she don't know. She moving to Kansas City with this man. Like, I, like, they've known each other as long as this baby has been born. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and I feel like everybody had those thoughts, but at the same time, I also feel like everybody knows that I'm kind of like, I'm going to, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, I mean, even when I was in Arizona, I was working for Make-A-Wish America. I had an amazing job. I didn't like it, so I quit. And I went to be a nanny because that was what I wanted to do. People were like, that's insane. That's crazy. You had all this stability, everything. But at the end of the day, I I always like have these talks with myself and I'd be like, this is what, this is what you're going to do. And I think for me, it was more so that he was a stranger, but I just feel like I had never heard a man like talk so highly about, no, I want to be involved. Like, this is your first kid. This is my first kid. Like, I feel like it's fair that we have the same, um, you know, like parenting time or whatever you want to call it um so yeah I moved in May had her in August I would definitely say the hardest thing was kind of like once again when he met me on that cruise I was my best self like I was you know like that oh my god I'm so happy and I think the hardest adjustment was literally learning someone learning while also learning a baby while also learning to be parents like I think couples who have been together like 10 years when they have a baby things change so it was even crazier coming into the situation where it was like you really didn't have any history to go off of it was really just like no you have to find a way to be a girlfriend and a mother and then parents at the same time. So that was difficult. Um, And I think just like really learning each other and like while also having to, I think the hardest part on the outside was like everybody being like, when are you guys gonna get married? When are you guys gonna get married? When are you guys, and I'm like, you don't know what's going on in this household. Like we've literally only known each other since she's been born and I'm personally just not the type to, you know, like get married because it seems right. Like get married because we have a child or get married because I moved here. And I really do just have to applaud like my parents for never like applying that pressure on me or him, but especially him. Like my parents never was like, oh, if she moves there, like you got to marry, or, you know, like when we come home or when they come here, like they've never been like, oh, well, when are you going to get married? And my parents have been married 36 years. And I think, you know, they know like how hard marriage is. And so I think they never were like trying to pressure that onto us. And I just really appreciate them for letting us um, have that time to ourselves. So August 5th, 2020, here we are now. Um, 
I got engaged. Aw, and it's December 5th, so you, it was officially five months ago, or whatever. Was it really five months? 19, 11, 12, 4. 2020 is wild. Four months ago. Gosh, it's crazy. It doesn't seem like four months. Yep, and you're getting married in about five months, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, one thing I will say, obviously, when we're talking about relationships, your relationship, the start was definitely not like the typical, you know, date for a minute. It's definitely a a very different start. But if there was advice for people who are maybe kind of going through that stage, like you said, getting to know him and like adjusting to each other, what piece of advice would you give to someone that's like, just starting dating but they you know they see that this person might be someone that they want to build a relationship with and get married to eventually I would say the biggest piece of advice is just remain like true to yourself um I think there's always like room for adjustments but you know I think one of our hardest things was that he didn't know how many mood swings I really can bring out in a day like or that I can just really be sitting down. Like, sometimes I just don't want to talk. Like, I just have nothing to say. And so I will just sit in a room for, like, hours and just, like, watch TV. Or I can also just sit there. And if you don't know me, you will think that something's wrong with me. Um, but instead of, you know, I feel like some people would be like, oh, you don't like that about me. Let me change it. I think it's, Staying true to yourself, but communicating this is how I am and, you know, making adjustments when needed. Like, I do feel like intentionally sometimes I'm like, okay, Jazz, like, you can have like 30 minutes to an hour, but like, bring some life to the room. Bring your, bring some good energy to the room because I think, you know, to you, especially being single for so long, like, you've never had anyone where that would even make them feel some type of way with just anything that you're doing. So I just think staying true to yourself and not changing yourself. I think too many times people go into these relationships and they're like, oh, well, he doesn't really like that or she doesn't really like that. So let me change it. I don't think you should ever have to change who you are. Um, I think that, you know, you should make adjustments and be aware of it, but I would just say not to change who you are. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And another thing I know you mentioned um, as far as like your parents never put pressure on him. I'm assuming you probably never put a lot of pressure on him for like an engagement. But I know that's like a very, that's a hard thing for a lot of women, especially when they're at that point where they're like, okay, like is the person ever going to engage or not? How did you handle just like, being patient with that and just kind of waiting for him to take the, you know, take the initiative and to decide that, you know, he was ready. So I made sure we had conversations about it, but I don't, I never like put pressure. I did have expectations. Like I would be like, you know, we do have a daughter and I don't want my daughter to be like five and six and we're still just like boyfriend, girlfriend. But so I don't think it was ever pressure, but I think the conversations were there. And I think the reason the reason I was able to be patient is because you can you can learn a lot about people through conversation. So, like, I can know if you're bullcrapping me or if you just like telling me what I want to hear or like, you know, you really have like plans and um, things like that. So, yeah, I never like made 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 it pressure but I would like send him rings that I like like just in case you ever you know need any tips because I do think you know with guys like sometimes their taste is just totally different so I just wanted to make sure we were on the same you know spectrum when that came to that but it was never like if you don't do it by this day or by this year we're done. It was more just like, these are my expectations and this is what I would appreciate. And I did tell him that I like, it had to be like a year ago. I was just like, 
I feel like sometimes women actually just like more so than the pressure on you. I think it's more just like women start to like second guess themselves. Like, okay, I'm I'm the mother of your child. You know, I do this, I do this. I'm loyal. I'm faithful. Like, I'm committed. What's the problem? And I think that's what gets women down more than like the actual time period of it. I think it's just like I think it goes to like that like you know having wife duties as a girlfriend. And I think women just kind of get to the point where they're like, well, why am I not good enough? And you start like questioning yourself as a woman. And I think men don't get that. And so they just take it as like pressure. But I also told him I would never like, I would never give him an ultimatum. Like, and I said that very early on, like there would never be like, no, if you don't do it here, then we're done. But there was just expectations. No, I think that's fair. And I think that makes sense. Because I, I think sometimes the ultimatums, um, you know, it's, it's almost like force. I do know that sometimes when you try to force something, it it doesn't work out because it wasn't authentic. You know, or not authentic, but it didn't genuinely progress the way it should have. So I think that's a great um that's great advice, honestly. And it seems like communication is a big thing. As we've mentioned before on this show, communication yeah. in all relationships is like game changer. Which is also different for me because I will say in the past, I was not a great communicator. Like if anything was wrong with me, I kind of just let it. I feel like I'm a very resilient person, but I would never communicate things in relationships that should have been communicated. Um, so I I intentionally made sure that my communication skills were just very different. That's good. So is there, before you were in this relationship, you were, obviously, you have other relationships. What's the major difference, obviously, besides y'all getting married? But what is the major difference that you've seen in this relationship from your last relationship, like what lesson, like lessons that you learned from those that you really have applied to this relationship that you think has made it like successful for you? Um, number one, communication. Number two, um, this might be a little spicy, but that's a spicy podcast, so it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I feel like this is really the only relationship where like I don't hold back sexually like I feel like in the past like I don't know like I just was very like uptight like she was I'm sorry okay we've been in a relationship before because let me know no but like you've always had an uptight relationship with sex and the conversation so yeah like I like it's weird but with like with exes like I didn't even want to talk about it I mean like yeah yeah she was you know I'm not gonna call my friends fruits but if I had a prude spectrum yeah and so I feel like and I and I don't think that I even acknowledged it. Like, I think it would just be like, or I would, I would also be able to just like go long periods of time, like not even think about it for real and be like, that's fine. Um, so I would think that communication and just also just like, um, I think trust is a big thing too. Like, and it's just there naturally. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to me that it is there naturally because I mean, unless you follow me, you don't really know. Like Tyler's fine, fine. Like oh my god. So I think, like going into it, I was I was kind of like, am I ready for this? Because I think I was just so kind of like, mm, I don't know. So I think trust, communication, um, SBX. And um, also just like leaving everything else in the past. So like not bringing on like, well, this happened then in this relationship. So just kind of like making sure I didn't bring anything from past relationships into this one. Like, well, when he did this, this meant this. 
because it's like at the end of the day they two different people so Mm -hmm. they might be some of the similar things but I really tried to just let go of all of that trauma from the past and did not bring that into this relationship that's a really good point now do you think you did that before you even met him or is that something that you like actively worked on throughout the relationship no I definitely actively worked on it because coming into it I didn't have that same thought process yeah that's a great point now you guys have been I know you said the cruise happened in like 2015 obviously it's 2020 now years have gone by I gotta ask you if there was one or even like a top three things to keep your man what would you say they are (laughs) okay top three things I would definitely say number one is just energy. Energy is so important. And that's another thing where I don't even think I acknowledged it in the past. I think I used to just kind of be like, whatever. But I think, you know, just your natural energy of how you set the tone, like, goes so far. Um, Ladies. (laughs) What? I personally feel like what that mouth do is very important. <laughs> From the words of Sister Jasmine Hill, like, and I like, I feel like that's really important because once again, that's something where I would just be like, whatever. Like, I seriously, y'all, like, I was at the level where I would be like, go to the bathroom, get on the toilet, use some lotion. I don't care what you do. So, and I think that's very important. Um, and then number three, I I would say like if this is your personality, but I also feel like it's your it's everybody's personality in a different kind of way. But just like to keep it fun and like make sure that like whatever y'all humorous side is that you keep that going. Like I know we really. Um, I wouldn't really say we have a village here. So from the jump, it was always like dates at home, like game nights and stuff like that, because we really could not get out. So um, I would just say like making sure that, you know, and most of y'all probably have been together before the baby came into the picture. But even when that baby is in the picture, just like keeping baby marriage whenever a major life change happens in your relationship still keeping those things that like made sure you know you guys were having fun and stuff like that I think is extremely important I think that's a really good point too because I feel like nine out of ten times when people do split I mean you hear it in the blogs or on the tv shows oh the the passion just died down it wasn't fun anymore So I think that's great, great advice because you do have to keep it fun. And I can speak from my experience. Like once we had our daughter, and it was really just me, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's because as a woman, you know, once you have a child, your body goes through so many changes. You may not even feel the same about your body. So for me, like I lost confidence, but I was boring after I had my daughter. I ain't gonna lie. Here it is. I'm, I'm sharing it with the world. I was boring. And I definitely feel like that to your point, like the energy and keeping it fun and keeping it like that definitely played into just why I was like, oh, you know? Yeah, no, I was born too. Like, I feel like after I had Kennedy, I went through this stage of like, number one, I just pushed out a baby. I really don't want you to touch me. Like, no, I don't want it. I also went through a stage of like feeling like only I could be the one to like, be the parent so then I was putting extra stress on myself like for that then there were times where like if we were having time together and like say she was crying nothing was wrong with her but I was like oh my gosh I gotta go get the baby like and it was like screw you screw time with you I really don't care what you're going through because my child needs me and she really didn't and I'm not saying that like that's always the case but Um, just kind of remembering that like you know you can only like your children are really watching you Um, and so they watch that energy and 
Like you can only be your best selves as parents together around them when you guys are good. And so that time together, you know, like um, that time together is just really important. Yeah, that's true. So many men or just partners in general, you know, depending on the relationship, they always say like once the kid pops into the picture, they feel like they are in the background, second choice. So great advice, especially if you have little ones to make sure you continue to kind of make your partner a priority if you want to keep your man or your woman. So yeah, because the little ones are petty too and they know what they be doing. I just want to say that was great advice, Jazz, but also for you guys out there, always remember that the person actually, actually wants to be kept. So you may do all of those things However, that does not guarantee that said person will be kept, okay? But those yeah, were some great also, tips for yeah. a person interested in being in a relationship where they're kept. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why in my past, I always was so like against sex because I was always kind of told like, you know, oh, if you make your man happy in the bedroom, like he'll stay. And that is not at all what it takes. Like, I feel like there are so many other aspects because there would also be times where like I would feel like, you know, if we were arguing, like it'd be like, oh, we'll just have a little makeup. And then it's like, no, because y'all still going to be arguing after. And um, I think that's just important to just know that like, you know, it's it's more than that. And like sometimes like I know it seems like guys, that's all they care about. But they really do care about the other stuff, too. And just kind of just overall how you are as an individual. Um, And just, you know, that you like as women, we're all going to change after having a baby because you have hormones. You have this screaming little human that just will not stop. And so it's like it's natural to change, but kind of just like communication and trying your hardest to just stay afloat. Plus just effort. I just feel like effort in any relationship increases the success of it regardless. And I feel like if both of y'all put in an effort, then obviously the relationship has the most chances being successful because you both want it. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Good point. That's a good point too. So, um, a, your partner has to want to be in the relationship and B, keep those other things in mind that Josh shared, you know, in order to keep it, uh, the relationship alive and thriving. Now, really quickly. I, one more thing. Go ahead. I think it's important too that while you're in the relationship, like, I think how I came off of that, like, mommy, like, like this is so hard. It's kind of just like asking your partner, like, so my cousin is I call her my doula all the time because she's like mommy goes to me um and she has a podcast too it's called the mommy hour podcast but she would always tell me too that like set expectations for your partner for how you want them to be as a parent too because I think sometimes as moms we take over everything and as men, they just quite naturally be like, oh, okay, well, you don't need me on this. But I think, you know, once she turned like mm, six months, just kind of also having that help that made you feel like you weren't just like doing it alone really helped with our relationship too. Yeah, I think that's important too. Yeah, now really quickly though, because I have to know now that you're... Uh, fiance and there's a wedding in the works for just out of curiosity would you classify yourself as a bridezilla has like wedding planning been super super stressful no and I no like I think that's another thing when I would talk about like my future wedding I was like oh I want this big wedding with all these people And when it really came down to it, like going down the list and everything, I'm like, how many of these people have I even talked to? Like, I don't like I have a very big family, but 
my personality type, if I'm not super comfortable with you, you'll be like, oh, she's stuck up. Like, and I, I think initially I was like, I want something where I can be truly myself. Like I want, you know, for my vows, I want to be able to say those like confidently, like, and know that the people in the room, like know me as a person um I don't know if you guys know but like dreams and nightmares take me to another place and I want you know at my reception to just go off on dreams and nightmares like I just want to be able to be totally confident in that um when it came to like wedding party I was like I don't want to with any of that so I wanted to keep that very minimum so my wedding party literally consists of my sister and my best friend Bianca and um yeah and me and Tyler are very similar Tyler does not have any groomsmen so we're real similar on the friend side but no um I think I wasn't a bride teller and initially I wanted to of course have my wedding in Cleveland um, but Tyler has a very small family and I knew that no matter what my, my family inside would overpower. So that's when I decided to have it in Kansas city so that it can be kind of something for him. He's born and raised here. He's a firefighter here. He just loves this city. So I don't know why, but he loves the city. And so I think that was like, kind of like my gift to him. Like you'll always, you know, have that special part here oh that's so sweet even still as they're wedding planning thinking of each other and you know making sure it's like both of something special for both of you because I feel like especially sometimes with weddings it's like exactly what the bride wants and then like the groom is like okay like whatever you know they don't feel like it's like their day yeah yeah so that's awesome he does get very like whatever groom vibe so like I'd be like so what about this and be like oh yeah that's cool um but yeah the wedding is cruise themed so our tickets literally look like a ticket to a cruise um I don't like flowers so there will be like a lot of anchors as centerpieces and kind of like nets and like giving you ocean vibes stuff like that real rock the boat Aaliyah style I mean it makes sense it's super fitting you know especially since yeah. you guys met on a cruise that's super cute oh so did you have any other questions Bianca no I think Jazz gave the girls what they needed to hear yes well before we close out Jazz is there anything else you just wanted to say any um, advice or of encouragement for anyone that's listening when it comes to relationships or anything like that before we wrap it up um I always talk about how you know what I think it's the tone that they set on mindful bs so be aware if you guys come on here I don't talk like that like that comment I made I shouldn't have said that what I think it's Bianca's <laughs> she's always been my bad influence friend and wow I met me a bad influence <laughs> never told the homegirls last week that you are a fraud so yes you whatever well uh thank you guys for uh tuning in <laughs> And thank you for joining us today, Jazz. We hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation. You know, a little more positive energy when it comes to relationships and like a little bit more hopefulness because when me and Bianca come up here, we talk about how men are trash, bad dates, uh, you know, all of that. So he ain't been out here all year talking about, well, actually, I did have that brief phase of being positive on the dating side. Oh, yeah, so we're long distance today. Yeah, so that was that. So a little more positive um, <laughs> energy, though. Yeah. Well, well I ain't going to know nothing about my day in life ever again, though, just to let y'all know. So we'll just keep bringing guests on there and let them. You said what? You're going to come in February with a whole new story about your man that's going to be your husband or your. Wherever you're at in that point in life, we'll, we'll, y'all will hear more. 
Are you want to give an update? Where are we now? <laughs> and then we can end up. <laughs> this is messy. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what she said, but I think she owes you guys an update. I do owe you guys an update. Not at this time. Mm. Okay. Well, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. We will uh, just be on standby for Bianca's update whenever that comes. And thank you again, Jazz, for joining us today. Um, If you guys want to hear more of Jazz and conversations like this, as always, you guys can check us out on 4BrownChicks on YouTube, also 4BrownChicks on Instagram and Twitter. And we hope you guys have a great week. Make yeah. sure y'all tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl and drop us in y'all group chat. Period. Oh, bitch, don't come over here trying to steal my job. <laughs> I don't know. She actually said group and not droop, though. So, I mean, Jazz, if you're looking for a podcast to join, oh, <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, you guys, I hope you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.